Are you ready to get active? Well, think Bombus. The better basics that take sweat wicking, blister preventing, friction free movement seriously. Uh, look, they finally admitted it. It's in the ad copy. Golfing is among <laughs> the activities that Bombus is proud to be a part of. And nearly every time I golf, Bombus socks are a part of my golf game. In fact, same for today, tennis. Same for tennis, oh, I, Matt. I, I had to wear the high ones today because it was uh, 37 degrees. Wow. I bet you loved I bet you loved those soft, breathable materials. I loved literally everything about them, including their fun bluish green color. Look, I've been talking about Bombas forever, guys. Socks, underwear, t-shirts are the number one, two, and three most requested items in homeless shelters. And that's why for every comfy item you purchase, Bombas donates another comfy item to someone experiencing homelessness. Performance socks are made with technically advanced features like proprietary hex tech. Oh, that makes sense now that the hex is Mm -hmm. is stitched in there. Mm -hmm. It incorporates sweat wicking. The light bulb's going off. Ah, Support of strategic (laughs) zone cushioning, built-in ventilation to increase airflow. Bombas are a gym bag staple that are made to last and a golf bag staple. And if they experience any wear or tear, Bombas will replace them for life. I didn't know that. Wow. Hold the phone. Wow. I was like, I was like, I gotta get some socks replaced. Then I realized none of them are in need of replacement. <laughs> Their performance socks are very colorful and comfortable, and you want to wear them even when you're not working out or hitting the links. No matter how you like to get active, Bombas has something for you. Gripper socks to help you stay balanced in Pilates and bar, mm-hmm, or for Dory's, mm-hmm. Dory's dad, whose favorite thing is socks that have grippers on the bottom. Uh, left, right <laughs> foot contoured running socks give you a perfect fit that won't slide in your shoe. Merino wool socks. Keep you comfy and support it all day while on the course, baby. Bombas has a 100% happiness guarantee. That means you're covered for life. Reach out anytime. Their happiness team uh, will help facilitate easy returns, exchanges, or replacements. Go to bombas.com slash adventure. Use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. And use the code adventure at checkout. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. That's when you say I'm Henry. Oh, Henry. Yes, and Dory's back there somewhere. Hello. Hi, we're back from camping. Henry, did you have a good time camping? Choo choo. Oh, that's a chugga, train. Wow. Well, Henry has these uh, motorized Brillo trains, Brio. Brio trains, not Brillo, <laughs> uh, that he finally decided to turn on off the track and uh, is, is excited to learn that they will go wherever you point them. Isn't that right? <laughs> now, can you, can you get those notes away with, with those numbers? Oh, yeah, sure. All right, let me, let me pull a blank document for you, Henry. Henry's got a lot of typing to do. No, but I need to type up some notes. (laughs) Okay, what are your notes going to be about? Here you go. Go ahead. Okay. He's typing. He's typing. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Just a lot of letters. 
types just like his mom. Someone that's seven years old. Someone is seven years old? No, nope, 77. Oh, 77 years old. Are you writing, okay. You're writing about someone who's 77 years old? Mm, do you know you're not 77 years old? Mm. You know, Saba is 77 years old. There you go. We know yeah, one person. I'm, yeah, I'm sending it to Saba. You're going to send Saba a note? Yeah. What's it going to be about? going to be about brown leaves. Oh. That's what I'm writing about. Are you going to tell them all about the sticks that you threw into the fire this weekend? I think you put a leaf in there, too. Can you read us what you wrote? Yep, read the whole thing. Yep, what does it say? You say it. Well, I don't know what it says, so you have to tell me. How about I give the headphones to you so you can say it? But it doesn't help her read what you've written. Help me read what you wrote. So here, I'm going to give it back to you, and you just guess what you think it says. Tell us what you wrote to Seba. Brown leaves falling down for the ground, so the squirrels can find food. Nice. That was almost a haiku. It was beautiful. It was excellent prose, Fen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and Sven? I needed to write lots and lots of ends there. Yeah, you did write lots and lots of ends there, and lots and lots of G's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Henry, wow. thanks for visiting us. Yeah, but I still have more. You still have stuff to say? So, I was wondering something else. Yeah, what were you wondering? Why... Does the Z pop up more? Now, I need more notes. You're going to write more notes? What, what, is, what is the next note going to be about? I need lots and lots of letters for this note. <laughs> is this one also about leaves? Nope. It's about squirrels eating leaves. Squirrels, squirrels eating, leaves. eating leaves. Wow. Okay. And is this one also for Subba or is this for someone else? Uh, both of them are for Subba. Oh, that's mm. really nice. Can you send them to Subba? Yeah, we can. <laughs> that's really nice. There's still two cables, but why are they not? Separate. Mm, I don't know, bud. But look at that thing right there in the middle. Yeah. Because it plugs into one place. But your ears are separate. One ear, two ears. Hello. Mm, it doesn't do anything. Thank you for thank you, Henry. Thank you for training. Thanks for being a train. Yep, this key down and then also press this. And then I need to press that question. Ooh, I wonder what the question's about. I if I had to guess, it's probably about squirrels or brown leaves. It's both. Yeah. Thanks for coming to see us. In a little bit. Slash a while. A lot of dead dead air to kick out of this uh, first part here. I'll have to <laughs> chop some dead air out.
Thank you. Okay. That was your pre 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 show Henry cameo, I guess we'll yeah. call it. Anyway, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm Dory. Yeah, still I'm still Matt. Here we are. It is uh Sunday. We just got back. We camped this weekend, quote unquote camped with uh Henry's preschool in in a in a campground up yonder. I'll call it yonder. It's like, am I really low? Oh yeah, you are because Henry is eating the microphone. Yeah. Um there you go. It's Here. about it's called Here. El Capitan Canyon. It's about twenty miles north of north east no northwest of Santa Barbara. You right? Just say north. I guess no, it's just it's actually just like kind of straight due west. Yeah. Santa Barbara. But, but just stay on the 101. Okay. Just stay on the 101. You'll get there. And they have cab they've little cabins. They have some yurts. Um we, few yurts. Few yurts. We stayed in a in a lovely little cabin with a sleeping loft that Henry stayed in. We stayed in a cabin conundrum. That's what I would call it. What do you mean? Well, you know, we got Henry who goes to bed at a, a certain time. Yeah. A little later on this trip, but generally around seven o'clock. The loft is accessible to the main living area with no door or barrier. Yeah. It's a loft. So no noise can be made out there. And there was a back, there's a back bedroom with a door. Guest bedroom that had one king size bed in it that had a door. We opted to put Henry in the loft, which was, I think, maybe a mistake. I disagree, but... Well, we had no... We are sort of like prisoners. And then I was snoring on Monday. Monday? Sunday? Friday? (laughs) Friday? Friday? (laughs) Monday. I was snoring apparently so much on Friday that I woke up in the middle of the night and Dory was not next to me. And then I was like, what happened? (laughs) Then I got up and I walked out to the living room area quietly and I didn't, still didn't see her. And I was like, is this like a fire in the sky situation? Has she been abducted? <laughs> and then, come to find out, she was asleep uh, in the loft. Yep. So, so she was driven away. <laughs> it's true. By my snoring. I, I, was, I was sleeping on a twin mattress on the floor with a thin blanket and uh, a, a, a loft ceiling that was appropriate for Henry's height. <laughs> Like yeah. I had to crouch. Um, and Henry also has <laughs> started listening to lullabies on his hatch nightlight. So it was playing just like played like by a xylophone. Yeah. It was, it was playing twi- twinkle, twinkle little star over and over. And I was like, Oh, I'm in hell. <laughs> so <laughs> my options are <laughs> snoresaurus. <laughs> Yeah, or the worst rendition of Twinkle Twinkle <laughs> played over and over. It, like literally, like you were being tortured. Henry told me that he could hear me snoring. Also, <laughs> I could also hear you snoring, and I had earplugs in. <laughs> I was just like, well, then he wanted to sleep with his headphones the next night, so we wouldn't. So he wouldn't snoring. hear me snoring. But then he realized it would make his Twinkle Twinkle lullaby quieter. Well, and I had changed his Twinkle Twinkle lullaby to a. A, a regular old sound machine noise and he did not care for he, that. he got really mad and was like why did you change that 
you know, organizationally, this is a this is a thing with a, his preschool. Forty two different families all came together, descended on this quiet mountain retreat for the camping event of the century. Mm-hmm. Um, soft pass. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I liked the place, and I liked being with you and Henry. Mm-hmm. But because of the recent rains, yeah, the place was like there was like a normally a road, a path you could walk to get to the quote unquote upper meadow where all the activities were happening all weekend. And we were in sort and, of like a different area. Yeah, we were across a creek, and the road was washed out. So, you, like, there was no good way to get there. Yeah. Which I feel like really hindered the weekend as far as planned group activities were yeah. concerned. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. But um, I had fun. And it was nice to see Henry, like, with his little friends. Yeah. Um, I would do it again. I would do it again, too. But I would organize it. Yeah. Well, you're going to be on the committee next year. Next year, I'm gunning for this a ki- committee. Yep. I am going to be a camp director like nobody's ever seen. I mean, I've never, like, they were like, we go this, at this time, we're going to go to the llama pasture. No one knew where it was. There was a vague sign. And then, like, a trail. It was a very steep climb. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and I would have, like, stationed somebody at the bottom of the steep service road. Mm-hmm. And at the, at the trail, it was right next to the service road. And I would have been, this service road is shorter, but much steeper. If you want an easier walk, mm-hmm. head right up here. Mm-hmm. When you get up to the top, mm-hmm. you're going to see buildings in the distance. Keep walking straight. It's going to level out eventually. Yeah. Like if someone was down there saying that, how much, how much, how much more confidence would you have hiked up there with? So much more confidence. Thank you. <laughs> Instead of a lot of confused uh... Los Angeles weirdos. I mean, look, all in all, we made it. We made it to the Llamas. This is true. So, you know, it was fine. Everything was fine. Henry holding up a straw trying to get the llamas to eat it. I felt yeah. so bad for him. I know. They were like, I think they're like overfed. Yeah, I was like, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just kept going to each one. I know. I was like, I wish one of these fucking llamas would eat his f- stupid hay. Instead, they just like turned away from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, anyway, it was dark. Obviously, I had a fire going last night that I had to stay by, so I missed dinner. Well, now you know. Not well, I to was do like, that. also like, I should like. That's because I assumed we'd want to fire later, so I didn't want to douse every all the firewood we had with water mm-hmm. to put it out because mm-hmm. then that stuff wasn't going to burn again. Mm-hmm. And then, little did I know that I, we weren't going to have a fire later. <laughs> So I could have just gone. Yeah. And then it rained anyway. So. Yeah. Whatever. Que sera, You know, I do find with a lot of these things, um, like retreat type things in, in particular, I find that the first year I'm always a little disoriented mm-hmm. and like have trouble kind of like getting my bearings and like leave feeling like that was fun, but a little stressful and I'm really tired. (laughs) And then the second year I have a great time Mm -hmm. because it's like, 
you know, I, I know the lay of the land. Plus I'll be the, I'll be the director. You'll be the director. I'll just like have a better sense of things. Here's what I would do also. If there, if, if I'm, if I'm putting on the schedule that a group photo will be taken at nine 30 in the morning, it will be taken at nine 30 in the morning. Yeah. They took it at nine 10. They took it at nine 10. So we missed the photo. We missed the photo. A few other people we talked to also missed the photo. Yeah. But it's like, you put this on your fucking schedule. Yeah, at the very least, send out an email telling yeah. everyone. Just like, or yell loudly. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a campground. You would know this. Uh, yeah, that was disappointing. I was, uh, I felt like a personal affront. Henry didn't care for it either. No, Henry was not happy. I mean, I wasn't happy. I didn't think it was very nice. I didn't think it was very nice. That's what I'm saying out loud. Yeah. As a, as as future director of this trip, the pictures will happen at the designated time. I'm Perhaps ho- even five minutes later for people to arrive a little late. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. If you weren't up by the upper meadow, your cabin, <laughs> you were out of the loop. Yeah, it's true. Almost literally. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I would do it again, too. Yes. Uh, Henry was good for the most part. That's it. Yeah. What else is there to report? Not a ton. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about the the, the camping. I mean, that's okay. Because it was barely camping. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't camping. It wasn't. We were no, in a cabin I mean, with a bed. Yeah. It was it was glamping. I had a I had a king size bed to myself. All I had to do was snore real loud. Yeah. Then night two, I'm like, put on noise canceling headphones. Mm-hmm. Save yourself. And she did. She loved it. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Okay, we'll be right back. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Are you ready to get active? Well, think Bombas. The better basics that take sweat-wicking, blister-preventing, friction-free movement seriously. Uh, Look, they finally admitted it. It's in the ad copy. Golfing is among <laughs> the activities that Bombus is proud to be a part of. And nearly every time I golf, Bombus socks are a part of my golf game. In fact, same for today, tennis. Same for tennis, oh, I, Matt. I, I had to wear the high ones today because it was uh, 37 degrees. Wow. I bet you I loved I bet you loved those soft, breathable materials. I loved literally everything about them, including their fun bluish green color. 
Look, nice. I've been talking about Bombas forever, guys. Socks, underwear, t-shirts are the number one, two, and three most requested items in homeless shelters. And that's why for every comfy item you purchase, Bombas donates another comfy item to someone experiencing homelessness. Performance socks are made with technically advanced features like proprietary hex tech. Oh, that makes sense now that the hex is, mm-hmm. is stitched in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it incorporates yep. sweat See, wicking. See, the light bulb's yarns. going off. Ah, supportive strategic <laughs> zone cushioning, built-in ventilation to increase airflow. Bombas are a gym bag staple that are made to last, and a golf bag staple. And if they experience any wear or tear, Bombas will replace them for life. I didn't know that. Wow. Hold the phone. Wow. But I was like, I was like, I gotta get some socks replaced. And then I realized none of them are in need of replacement. <laughs> Their performance socks are very colorful and comfortable, and you want to wear them even when you're not working out or hitting the links. No matter how you like to get active, Bombas has something for you. Gripper socks to help you stay balanced in Pilates and bar, or mm-hmm, for Dory's, mm-hmm. Dory's dad, whose favorite thing is socks that have grippers on the bottom. Uh, left, right foot <laughs> contoured running socks give you a perfect fit that won't slide in your shoe. Merino wool socks keep you comfy and supported all day while on the course baby bombas is a hundred percent happiness guarantee that means you're covered for life reach out anytime their happiness team uh will help facilitate easy returns exchanges or replacements go to bombas.com slash adventure use the code adventure for 20 percent off your first purchase that's b-o-m-b-a-s.com slash adventure and use the code adventure at checkout Hi, we're back. Hello. That didn't take long, as far as a break is concerned. Uh, time to answer you guys' things. You can email us, dorymatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. You can also call, leave us a voice memo. Uh, you can Voice memo, you can email that to us. But if you're going to leave a voicemail, you can call the number 413-461-BABY. And that will uh, direct you to our inbox, where you should feel free to talk. Up to three minutes long. If you have more than three minutes of stuff to say, just plan it out so that, like, cliffhanger, three minutes, call back, finish the story. Yeah. All right. Now, on to the, what is this? Show. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, first, we are going to hear from Anonymous. I did get asked if we were planning on having a second by a dad who I also know was doing IVF, so I was like... Really? What are you... What? What? <laughs> it's Interesting. Like had this conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guys, you don't always have to talk. <clears throat> Small talk, you know, don't worry about it. Well, are you planning on having a second? It's a great question. Yeah, thanks. Just listen to the pod and find out. Okay. All right. Um, this is from Anonymous. Dear Shafriras, looking for some advice. I'm in my first trimester with kid number three. My husband and I haven't told our families yet. We plan to do so in about a month. And I'm worried about telling my sister-in-law. My husband and I are grateful that we've been able to conceive without the aid of fertility treatments. For my sister-in-law, after having trouble conceiving, a tubal flushing procedure resulted in her getting pregnant with twins who are now healthy two and a half year olds. But they are a lot. Her husband, my husband's brother, is on a career trajectory that has him often working 15-hour days, at least six days a week. This is expected to be the case until he, quote, levels up in a few years. Plus, he has an autoimmune disorder that makes it hard for him to physically engage with the kids even when he's around. 
They've had unreliable childcare and the kids are always getting sick, which means my sister-in-law is constantly taking time off her work to care for them. And she's being run completely ragged, doing it all with very little support. She's told me how she's always wanted three kids, but she feels reasonably that there's no way she can handle a third. She's 33 and sees her fertility window closing before anything with her home life changes. And she's told me how sad this makes her. I believe she's talked with her husband about wanting another kid and about how hard things are for her right now, but I don't think the conversations have gone anywhere. This is, of course, the real issue and not something I can solve for them. That said, I'm so excited about my third kid, and I know she'll be a wonderful, supportive aunt and friend, but I don't want to make her sad with our family's news. Any advice about how to tell her we're expecting? Thanks for all you do. Anonymous, two adults, two kids under four, in 1,900 square feet in the Midwest, one small TV, used maybe once a week. No hot dogs in 2023, but we'll see what my preg- what pregnancy does to my cravings this summer. Um, I have some thoughts. Please go ahead. You know, I'm looking forward to leveling up, though. <laughs> one thing that stuck out to me about this is this listener. Well, first of all, congratulations. I should say yeah. that. Congratulations. Um, this is exciting news, and also. This is very thoughtful of you to think about your sister-in-law's feelings and to ask us how to approach this. But I will say, one thing that stuck out to me in your email is you said, I don't want to make her sad with our family's news. And that stuck out to me because, like, you can't control how she's going to react to this news. And if she's sad, she's sad. It's okay for her to be sad. Like, it's not a reflection on you that she's sad. In that you're not sharing the news to make her sad. Right. Like, you can't control how she's going to react to the fact that you're pregnant. And and the fact is, she might very well be sad, and that's okay. And, like, you know, I think... I think if you sort of, like, try to tiptoe around it and, like, not make her sad, it's going to make her sadder in a weird way. Um, So I would, I guess I would just, like, caution you to not preemptively say things like, you know, I know this might upset you or (laughs) because, because also, like, it might make her sad. It might not make her sad. Um, So... I personally, I mean, we've we've talked about this before on the pod about how to tell people who are struggling with fertility issues that you are pregnant. And my advice is always send an email. Mm. Um, and you know, I would I would say something like, "Dear sister-in-law, like I wanted you to hear this from me, but husband and I are expecting and, um." you know, just say like, I, I know you've had some struggles or whatever. Um, and so I wanted you to just like hear this from me and give you time to process this and however, like however you want to, I love you. You're an amazing aunt. Hmm. I'm here, you know, if you want to talk. Yes. Or singing telegram. That might be the better option. I'm not sure what the content of the telegram would be. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of an email, though. The, here's what I'll say about that. The way you've worded that email, it sounds like you're expecting a response of, of negativity out of the whole thing. 
Mm, okay, that's fair. Which, you know, you're setting your own expectations. Yeah, that's totally fair. How would you phrase it? Uh, hey, I wanted to, you to hear it from us first, but we're having another kid. You're going to be, you're already a fantastic aunt. Uh, if you want to talk about anything, let me know. I like that. That's, you know. That's great. Simple. No expectations either way. You're not putting anything on her. Yep. 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 You're not, you know, reminding her of how hard it's been for her. Yeah, totally. You're just stating a fact. Yeah. I like that a lot. And lending a supportive ear at the end. I think Matt has the right idea. I am, as they say, a sensitive soul. No one said that ever. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's sort of where I would go with it. Okay. So take your, the advice of one of us or both of us. Yep. Do it right down the middle. Let us know which one works best. Okay. If you do both. Yep. All righty. We got... Um, a text. Yes. Is it from the Keurig people? No. Oh, thank God. We'll get to that later. Uh, regarding Matt's concern about toxic masculinity in Henry's friends slash peers as he gets older, mm -hmm. you cannot control the type of people his peers are, but you can control how you raise him. And if you raise him to speak up when he hears BS spewed by his peers and to not allow the perpetuation of their narrative, then you have done your job. Or if I raise him to not have any peers. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think teaching him how to speak up and how to advocate for himself and how to advocate for others is really important. I'm like so terrified of him watching, like wa seeing me watching wrestling and asking about it that I like try to avoid. I try to avoid it at all costs. I mean, because yeah. he's a, you know, he's a physical kid and I just don't want him. It's not for the reason of, of wrestling being toxic. Sure. It's just for the fact that I don't want him trying to suplex anybody. I mean, look. Just feel that, like he would. I just feel like he'd run around kicking people in the stomach and then giving them a stone cold stutter. I mean, that's fair. And you know, possible. You know, you know he would. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, okay. This is from Anonymous. Hey, Matt and Dory. It's your Denver friend with the donor embryo baby. What up? I can't believe no one last week mentioned the new study showing that pod coffee might actually have the lowest carbon footprint. It's because they use fewer beans. Well, instant came up even better, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> I immediately scored a free Keurig on Buy Nothing and bought a Costco box of pods because I was tired of spending precious nap time grinding beans and fiddling with a French press. Mm, do I entirely fair. believe that it's better for the environment? I do not. But if I'm going to inconvenience myself, I'm looking for an environmental slam dunk, not a maybe. Right. Also, why I don't cloth diaper anymore. I did for my older kids, both of them at once. So if any of your listeners are also in a Keurig phase of life, I hope the new study gives them some guilt cover. Anonymous in Denver. I've given my stats before, but we had to replace the TV, so I know it's 55 inches. Yeah. No hot dogs eating this year. When I'm at Costco, I've been more into pizza and a mocha freeze. Oh, I've never really partaken in any of their non-fountain drink beverages. Me neither. I know they have, they have soft serve too. I've never had. Interesting thought. Um, I love this. If I'm going to inconvenience myself, I'm looking for an environmental slam dunk. Right. And since, you know, it's unclear. Right. I mean, that's all. That's the interesting thing about everything. 
like the the Toyota batteries out of the Prius. Right. There was iron ore from this place. It yep. was this material from that place. And then like all the mining of that, plus the steamships, or not steamships, plus the ships to get over to the plant mm-hmm. for pro- the pro- processing of those raw materials. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the carbon footprint of those pre-I was mm-hmm. larger than a gas car. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it's a, it's an interesting path to go down the path of who's the worst. <laughs> I mean, one thing that we did um, that I do feel pretty good about environmentally, like, cause I think with babies, there's just a lot that you sacrifice for convenience. And I'm the first to say like, do the most convenient thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we used reusable pouches, I think was a good for his yogurt for his yogurt and smoothies. Oh yeah. When he had like regular food in there. Yeah. Smoothie. Yeah. Like we weren't buying all those, you know, chumies. Well, we had, we had the chumies because we, they were reusable, but we weren't buying like the one we bought him in Starbucks today. We bought, you know, we were on the road. We stopped at Starbucks. We bought him like a Peter rabbit apple. We, We stopped only because he wanted to stop apple grape something in fact he demanded we stop um then i got off the side i got off the highway in ventura and he's like why aren't we stopping i was like have you seen anything you want to stop at yeah (laughs) we finally found a starbucks um but like we weren't buying dozens of those a week you know what i mean yeah so that like i feel good about that situation yeah i mean that was more of like a meal prep kind of cooking for him um yeah, but it, it came from not wanting to use all of those single Oh, I'll tell use. you what I do like now with regarding our current coffee maker. What? Dropping the filter and the beans into our compost thing. Yes, same. That's like an exciting way to easily get rid of things mm-hmm. in a way that immediately pays dividends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, way to go us. Way to go us. Next jerk want to talk about us? <laughs> Um, we're going to take a break and then we're going to get then we'll come at you bros (laughs) all right we'll be right back listen up I won't sugarcoat it this is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen but we're not alone we've got Instacart sure you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy but you're not giving up Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in in a few minutes. Instacart for the win. We're back, home stretch. Here we are. Hello. A lot of people say this is their favorite segment, third act. Where we start to wrap, 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 wrap in on itself. Um, so last week I made reference to a voicemail that we had received that we did not play on the pod. Uh-huh. But it was from a listener who was, I would say mean about coffee. Disgusted. <laughs> sure. That yeah. we had been using a Keurig. Have they now written in? Saying, I'm sorry about the vitriol of my voicemail. They have written in. (laughs) Okay. And says what Katie had to say. Yes. 
Yes, I was harsh about the coffee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was some tough love because coffee is a daily joy and I want better for you too. Mm -hmm. If it came off super rude, I missed the mark of my sarcasm and expression of my ridiculous love for coffee. I'm sorry for any pain I have caused. If you caused any pain, it was exclusively to Doshi. <laughs> I'm very happy for you both with your new purchase and the fresh beans. I hope it is the amazing start to the day that you both deserve. I've heard nothing but great things about that brand and one of my sisters has it. We stayed at their place for a week and gifted them a Breville smart grinder at the end of the stay so they could get on using fresh beans. <laughs> I love their setup. Oh, you are a, you're a beanery. You're a beanholic. For, the context, for context of my coffee snobbery, we picked up a Rancilio Silvia espresso machine mm. and a grinder literally on the way home from the hospital with our twins. That's I just funny. moved to a new country before we had the kids, was on decaf for most of my pregnancy, and was desperate to quit using a hand grinder to make French press each morning. Mm. My sister, mother of three, swore that we would have to give up nice coffee when the kids were born because there just isn't time for it. But we made it happen. Now we are back in our home country and my husband roasts our beans. Oh my God. Yes, we are ridiculous, but it is a fun shared hobby for us and a real moment of zen when my kids are acting like the three-year-olds that they are. Happy caffeinating to you both. Katie, the coffee snob, overly harsh feedback and longtime listener. Katie, you just should have opened up your voicemail with this comes from a place of love. Yeah. I love coffee and I want you to share the joy of my coffees. <laughs> You know, I think it would have been, you just, you got to reframe, reframe your own narrative, you know? Wow. Okay. I, how do you feel about, how's that? How, well, I'll ask you, how's coffee been working out for you? Coffee's been good. I, there was a little bit of a learning curve for me with the machine. Yeah. But I feel like now I've got it. It makes a lovely cup of coffee. Yep. And I'm, I'm happy with it. Are you happy with it? I was into it for two days. Yep. And. I have not had a cup of coffee since. Okay. Oftentimes you say, would you like me to make you some coffee? And I say, mm, no. Yeah, I do offer. You offer every time. Yeah, I do. And if I ever am going to make coffee, I will offer also. Or probably what more likely what I'll do is just make it and leave it in the carafe because mm. it's a metal carafe that will keep this stuff hot. Yeah. Here's something I'd like to say to you regarding our coffee maker. Me? Turn it off. Oh, yeah, I've been trying to remember to do that. Yeah, because you just those don't leave those copper coils hot. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good Good to know. Good to know. Good to know, everybody. Makes It does make a fine cup of coffee. I would recommend that machine to anybody who's thinking about getting a coffee machine. Even if you're not thinking about getting a coffee machine, I'd say look into this one, and maybe you will think about getting a coffee machine. Yeah. Mocha Master. Mocha Master. Scandinavian greatness. Amen. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's fun. Henry just asked Holly why birds die. <laughs> I think I fear that we're entering the, the death curiosity phase. Yeah, I mean, he got into it with the dinosaurs. Yeah, thing. he did. He really was like, well, what day of the week did the asteroid hit? Was it like a Monday? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I told him, what did I tell him? I told him, I was, I was like, oh, the, I was like, the earth shifted off its axis and it changed the climate irreparably and made it cold. And he's like, yes, yeah, so it was probably winter. <laughs> I was like, it was a form of winter. Sure. Anyway. Anyway, I know he's really, he's really trying to figure out the world. Yeah. Through his little, Crooked tooth eyes. Okay. 
Uh, Lane writes, I yes. remember you guys having a pickler triangle for Henry, but can't remember slash find the specific eps discussing it. Do you mind sharing when you got it, which one? I did not know there were so many options <laughs> and how long Henry used it. We have a very active, about to be one-year-old, and I'm wondering if it would be fun for him. Also, did you ever worry about Henry falling and hurting himself? Our kid is mostly fearless and or does not understand gravity and very curious, which is not always a good thing when he's throwing himself off things without hesitation. Thank you. Lane in Houston, Texas with two adults, one science baby, 1,376 square feet, one TV, about 30 inches, I think, and no hot dogs. Um, So I made a note here. We bought ours from a company called Red Barn Collective on Etsy. But I just went to find it so I could send you the link. And it looks like they took a, quote, short break in October and have not returned. So their shop is not accepting new orders. Interesting. So I don't know what happened to Red Barn Collective, but they made, like, lovely wooden, like, pickler triangles and tables, like, all kinds of, like, kid stuff. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they burnt out. Um, but there's a ton. Maybe they're just catching up on orders. Maybe they're catching up on orders. It's been six months, though. Anyway. Yeah, but you can be back-ordered, like... That's true. Anyway, you can't order from them now, is the point. Um, there there are a ton of places to order from on Etsy. I would just find one that has, like, decently good reviews and order it. Um, we got the biggest one that you could get from Red Barn Collective, which I think was their preschool size. I don't think there's, like, a standard sizing convention. Um, but we figured that he seemed like such a climber and adventurous child that it was we would rather we rather would we would rather have something that would last a little bit longer we got it like right when we moved in here like i think it came within a few weeks of us moving in here um so he was probably about 10 months old nine and a half ten months old yeah that sounds right um and i would say he probably used it consistently all the time then he used it all the time i i would say consistently till he was about two um i'm sure if we put it out right now he'd climb on it yeah i mean i tried bringing it back not that long ago and he was like semi-interested but not like that interested um regarding whether or not we worry about him falling uh you know you're always gonna worry about in the back of your head but you gotta trust the kids to sort of if they can climb themselves into a spot, they can get themselves down from the spot. And the other thing I would say is, especially in the beginning, if you're worried, I would kind of stand, like, not hover exactly, but you want to stand there and say to the kid, like, I'm here, um, you know, I'm here to keep you safe. You're kind of spotting them in the beginning. Yeah. Um but I mean, the pickler I think is a great exercise in like trusting your kids um, and allowing them to kind of explore their own. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Their own mobility. Their interaction with the environment. Yeah. So it's cool. It's cool to watch them climb like when they're really little because you're like, holy shit. Um, but I mean, Henry would climb to the top. He couldn't climb over for a really long time, but he would climb to the top. Yeah. And because he couldn't, he never did. Right. So um, I highly recommend getting one. Yeah. We had it inside, but we had uh, those play mats on the underneath. Yeah whatever they're called, like 
I don't know what they're called. Like, you know, foam play mats that yeah. are like triangle puzzle pieces you put together and make a big squares. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like we are letting them flop onto hardwood. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Pickler Triangle. Thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Um, last email is from Phoebe. Phoebes. Who wrote in to say, oh man, I was seriously laughing out loud listening to Matt read my email on this week's episode in his Boston accent. It was so good. I had to play it again for my husband to enjoy pure gold. Pure gold. Thanks, guys. And as I responded, pure. as I responded to Phoebe, I said, thank you for taking it in the spirit that it was intended. Yes. I was discussing a treacherous journey. <laughs> in a Boston accent. Which, you know, every uh, every journey sounds less treacherous. In a Boston accent. It's true. It's very true. I mean, I'm surprised Kennedy got elected off of that U-boat thing, you know? Wow. Wasn't that treacherous? <laughs> With that accent? Uh, um, well, this brings us to the end of the show. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening, supporting us. Short especially... show, why? Emails. Do it. Dory Matt at Gmail, Matt and Dory at Gmail. Let us know what you're thinking. Call, and you can also leave us voicemail. How are you feeling about the new Toontown? It just opened up. 413-461-BABY. Big meet and greet lines for Pete. Pete's back, everybody. All right. Matt's very excited about Pete. I am, actually. <laughs> All right. Um, you can also support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you will get your name read on the podcast each month yeah. and the back catalog of the Patreon Lots episodes. Lots of episodes there. So thank you to the following supporters. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. I, I was like over here. Jenny Fick. Like yeah. real Doppler thing happening here. Mm -hmm. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manolovich. Joanna Rao. Julia Schulenberg. Schulenberg. I kept, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to keep you on your toes there, honey. Julie McLaren. McLaren! <laughs> Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Donahue. Karen Thickhershey. Kat C. Kate Marcinowski. Catherine LeMay. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Katie Subjan. Suvagian is probably correct. Christopher Fonagy. Laura. Laura Dodge. Laura Elliott. Laura Valls. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay Gish. Uh, Linnea Wynn. Lisa Travis. Liz P. Lynn Nugent. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegaard-Peterson. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan Brooks. Megan Nelson. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Meryl H. Mike Zydek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly. Mariah Adamic. Nancy Powell. Nicola Hill. And Nikki Bosser. And Narantha. And we did it. Okay. Great Bye, job, everyone. everyone. Going to be raining in Los Angeles first couple of days of the week, so. Yeah. Stay off of those golf courses. I'll be there by myself. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.